1: Atamari, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy and Breakfast on SCNZ, Thursday, the 17th of March. It's just after seven o'clock. Coming up in this next hour, we're going to talk to Jess Hodder. She is a free ride world tour skier and she is leading the free world tour competition. And if you don't understand, that sport is drop them at the top, see where they're going, and wow, how good. Just head down to the bottom. Woohoo! That's in a way. Anyway, we're going to have a chat to her shortly. And then Cormac Buchanan, he's a Southland teenager, and he'll contest two championships in 2022. He's just signed for Spanish team AGR, and he'll also return for Red Bull MotoGP. Right, so I'm going to read this text out because he's got my back, is he? I had a rough weekend too, brother. Slipper Island, race one this weekend. Trentham. Slipper Island into Seamus, you reckon, eh? nice i'll follow you in there mate <laughs> and what you leave seamus it alone as you? you just leave it alone <laughs> so i know Kempi. i know now we've got a big day for you big big show we've got another three hours it is a four-hour show for you on baz and Izzy for breakfast we've got tom abercrombie as well coming up and we're going to talk to steve price we're going to look forward to having a wee chat to him but honestly before we head off to jess and have a wee catch up with jess Kimpy? i know we talked about Brad and the Immortals. It is a conversation that is had very, very often. Um, you know, like, could it, like, put put the differences aside with Gus Gould and, and Brady Fittler, and I know you've, you're you very passionate about Mark Graham um, being an Immortal, and I don't really have the credentials to understand why you do. Why isn't Mark Graham being considered, uh, isn't, hasn't been considered? <laughs>
0: To be honest, I don't. I don't know the reason why. I can only speculate that it's an Australian um, opportunity, really, because they they never ever mention Kiwis inside that, and and the selection of it is is obviously doesn't have someone with a strong. Uh, Kiwi influence over over who should actually be considered. Like if you're considering immortals at the moment, you, you in the in the, the next immortal races, Darren Lockyer, Cam Smith, Billy Slater, yeah. Cooper Cronk, Jonathan Thurston, uh, Brad Fittler, you know what I mean? You can you can throw in a number of Australians. But also in that mix should be Benji Marshall, Stacy Jones, Ruben Wickie and Mark Graham. Mm. And they should be yeah. they should not just on their football cre- um, credentials, but also on what they've done for the game. Like Benji's, a, Benji's an immortal—not for what he's done on the football field, but for, for me, for what he's done off the football field. Now he's convinced—he's convinced, yeah, I, he's convinced yeah. every kid in New Zealand who has seen Benji play to play for New Zealand. You know what I mean? And that's mm. such a hard thing to do. Um, Ruben Wiki, like no one's got—no one's won as much. Te- he's fifty test caps. You know, captain mm. his country, he he flogged Australia in some of those games. Like in one of the finals, it was like twenty twenty nil. You know what I mean? So, um, one premierships at Canberra. It, you know, the the criteria. A lot of it is around origin. A lot of it is around Australia. I, I think the same has to be said about New Zealand and, and the influence that the the Kiwis have had on the game. When 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 we started in the in the ARL, there was you know a percentage, 1-2% to 2% of Kiwis playing in it. These days we're 50% of the competition yet we're not getting 50% of the, mm. the awards. So I think yeah. if they're, if they're going to have that conversation around Immortals, at least put Kiwis in it.
1: Uh, that's what I'm, yeah I, I, was, I had a think when, when that uh, message comes through on the Whatsapp and I was trying to think why haven't we as Kiwis had anyone been coming close to being Immortal? Like I think of Stacey Jones, someone that I, when I watched League, someone had drew me to the TV. That's the reason why I watched the, the game of League and why I supported the Warriors, because Stacey Jones, for me, was one of the greatest of all time for the for the Warriors outfit and in League. Um, but then I'm trying to think, why aren't we being recognised? Is it because I'm reading the, a bit of a backdrop here. It says, an immortal is the greatest honour a player can receive, and it is widely considered that to earn the accolade, he needs to have changed the game or had an Im- impact beyond his career. And someone like Stacey feel like he's done that, but he hasn't won an NRL title. Do you think that, does it go back to winning the title? Is that a premiership? Is that a big part of of, of mm. immortalisation?
0: I, th- I think that's part of their criteria. You know, I think that's part of their criteria mm. is winning a, an NRL title but if that holds Stacey Jones out from being immortal, you know we we down here in New Zealand know he, he's an immortal when, you talk, when you're talking rugby league mm. especially when you're talking the Warriors in New Zealand you're talking yeah. Stacey Jones like you know they're still yeah. running that the, that try he scored in the 2002 grand final is one of the greatest mm. grand final tries ever scored you know so he mm. didn't win a title but he did change the game for Kiwis you know that's to say Benji did change the game for Kiwis when I was growing up there was no other word on your lips of other than Mark Graham, who was our Kiwi captain. So, mm. you know, Ruben, Ruben's the same. Like, Ruben's still giving back to the game. You know, it's, for me, if you're an immortal, you know, the, well, the, the, the problem that I see is that we're actually not even at the front door in the conversation, Whereas we'd like to be through the front door, sitting at the table and in the discussion, then, then, then talk about the impact. But if you don't have someone who can talk to the to the impact that those guys have had on our game in New Zealand, because it is a national rugby league, you know what I mean? Mm. So, it's, so it's, it is played in our country. We do play in their competitions, um, and we and arguably we do have a number of Kiwis playing Origin in for Australia now. So, um, I it's not I don't think it's going to be around for too long. Is it, before they actually do that, they do bring in that consideration.
1: What about the panel, mate? So I'm looking at, I'm just having a we dive into it now. 12 members, the panel consists of 12 members. So where do the members come from that are actually selecting this? Because that's, that's the thing that always, you know, when, they, when there's the MV, uh, MVPs or things like that. Like it's, it's, it's the decision being made by 12 individuals. And some of them will either like you, some of them won't even like you. So that, that's got to have a big part to it. But how do they pick these members? Do you, do you know anything about that selection <laughs> panel? That consists of, of picking the. Picking no, them, look, the I,
0: I, man, I don't. I don't know how they they come up with the panel members. The, the panel members are always a contentious one, aren't they? Like in any any mm. um, selection process, you we talk about the Helbergs, for instance, here in New Zealand, you know, and that's it. Mm. Yeah, left, I mean, right, yeah. or centre. You know, like you got people, some people on there that you go, how do you actually get a say? and mm. what, what this prestigious award and how is how the criteria sits with it. And I've talked to a few people on that Helberg's, um panel, and basically some of the conversations that they've had with me is that, well, they never hit the criteria, you know, and you're like, mm. man, do you actually know anything about sport? You know, like mm. it's, it's not that black and white. There should be, you mm. know, there's awards for, it's like when they, the All Whites won the Halbergs, you know what I mean? They, they never won a game at the World Cup. They drew games, and there's lots of arguments around You know that they did play well. But that year, the Kiwis won the World Cup. But it was a rugby league, and they because they weren't recognised as every country in the world was playing rugby league, they didn't get it. Like, there should be, I guess, when you're putting these panels together, some flexibility around people that actually who know a bit more than what maybe a a journalist for instance, who's sitting on that panel, and I'll bet you there's a couple of them on that panel that you're looking at. Mm.
1: I can't see the names of the panel, mate, but it makes sense because, yeah, sometimes decisions and, and understanding is particularly the help because it's one of those things we've got so many athletes. Like, questioning for you, Kempi, before we shed off, we're just having trouble trying to get a hold of Jess Hora. She's She can't uh, make the line. I've got a text message as well here for you to read, but. How do you think the selection process for the immortals? Because it has to be a bit of credibility held to it. It is a prestigious award, so we can't shy away from that. But how do you feel a fair and and justice kind of uh, immortal selection should be held?
0: Well, the first the first thing I would um, say that it has to be inclusive. So anyone that's played the game, um, including Kiwis. Uh, um you know the and you you look you have to say that Adrian Morley who played for played for the mm. um Great Britain team, has to run close to being an immortal you know he won he won competitions in Australia he you know represented his country over fifty caps um and and just changed the face of the game up in England. I think the first like that criteria has to be an inclusive approach if you've played in that competition, mm. you should be included in the thinking. It just seems that the only immortals uh, that are, have – well, it's a fact. The only immortals that have been named are all wearing Australian jerseys. Now mm. they've been a great team in Australia, but you know we had L seventy one Kiwi team couldn't couldn't be beat. You know what I mean? Mm. They, they and and the English side they went through a number of years where the Aussies couldn't beat them too. So they're sort of saying if you've worn an Australian jersey, jersey you are the best. But then that question also comes in like. Today, like who's who's you know you're talk, talking Mel Meninga talking about picking um, Luai from Penrith in the Australian side. No, like he's got a he's got a Kiwi mum and a Samoan, Samoan dad, I think it is. So mm. you know it's it's has to be inclusive if you're playing in the competition. And then the second part of it, I think really you need you need to set up a panel that can cover off the importance and the the reasoning why they are an immortal in that country. Do mm. you think Phil Gould can sit down here and, and say to us, you know, um, honestly, why this, why this country f- had had named Mark Graham the player of the century? See, that's our model. New Zealand named Mark yeah. Graham the player of the century. But do you think they can talk to that and the reason why he changed it, why he changed the face of the, the sport for us in this country? So, yeah, if we're not in the that's, – that's my, that's my argument, mate. If we're not in the picture – then Brad Footler's name's going to come up, so is, you know all the boys at Wool Juice is going to come up all the time. you're thing I get blokes like me saying, when are we actually going to be in the in the in the reckoning? When are Ruben, you know? Because at the moment it's Ruben, Stacey, Benji, or Mark Graham. You know, everyone will come up with the same four, mm. um, but they should. You know, Benji and Brad Fittler. Well, Benji had just a, just a greater career as Brad Fuller did, if not better. Yeah, man. Uh, mm.
1: 100%. I love it. I love getting you going, Kempe. It's very, very passionate. It's very, very insightful, and it really makes sense, mate. And for me, Benji, Benji was the main reason I support West Tigers. They are my favourite team in the NRL. They're doing it pretty tough, but here's the reason why I went over and thought, wow, who is this kid? I'm going to support the uh, the West Tigers playing for them, especially when they won that GF and he did that back pass, mate. I wanted to be Benji. I was running around the backyard pretending to be Benji, grew my hair long and had little curly little locks because I wanted to be Benji. Same with the Bulldogs, mate, when Sonny Bill Williams was smashing people in half and doing offloads. That is the reason, and that is a big criteria of why someone should be selected. Because you talk about it, off the field is a big, big part, as most important as what they do on the field as well.
0: Mate, I stood up in an AGM uh, about four or five years ago and I said to the New Zealand Rugby League that they should, you know, when Benji was going through that really hard time with the Blues, I said, you know, you guys need to be really proactive. This guy's actually a legend of league. And that's what we, we mm. it's called legends of league in the, in the uh, national body's office. You know, we've got these big pictures of people, you know, most of them have passed on now um, who are called legends of the league. I said, y- you guys need to recognise Benji Marshall and what he's done for the game in this country. Like he's changed mm-hmm. the game for us in this country in so many different ways, and don't wait mm-hmm. till the guys eighty or ninety before you recognise him as a legend. Of the league, he's a legend right now, and they still mm-hmm. can't do it. You know what I mean? And that's the problem. The problem with people are they they just they think about it after the fact, whereas we we mm-hmm. actually have these these people um, like Benji that yeah. should be recognised right now. They should be celebrated.
1: Yeah. Love it, mate. I absolutely agree with you. Totally, 100% agree with you there, Kempe. Give us a text, double eight double three, here or, or in New Zealand or Australian. Who do you think should be the next immortal and why? Give us a text on the text machine, double eight double three. tempo of bedpost, text machine. Who do you think should be the next immortal and why? And we'll read those to Uncle Kempe, Matua, and we'll get him going because he's very, very passionate. We're just struggling to get a hold... I've just hot up, but that's okay. We've fixed it. We've talked a bit of league, and, well, it's passionate as always, talking to you, mātua. So love that from you, brother. We're going to go away for a wee little break, and we'll come back very, very shortly, because Louie has the wee question from the other sport, the other side. We're going to talk advantage. as advantage over? With Louie, back shortly. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.
0: When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. ba 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 Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.